Praise the Lord and welcome to the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in my office uh, in Queen City, Texas. I'm just so glad to be gathered around God's Word this morning with all who will gather around His Word with me. Whether you're watching live this morning or you find us online somewhere, uh, I just pray that you would get your pencil and your paper and get your minds ready to hear the word of the Lord today as it will be something the Lord will equip us with, bless us with, edify us with, equip us with for the days ahead, the ministries he's called us all to, but most importantly, as we learn how we as the bride make ourselves ready for when our our husband, the Lord Jesus Christ, comes for his bride. Amen. Don't forget, we have a website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Uh, there we have our commentaries. Our latest one is the Galatians commentary, holding on to the truth of Calvary. We have about 12 other books or commentaries there. This, uh, Whatever you order from the webs website, you will get a copy of this 10, a uh, little 10, 11-page booklet concerning moment-by-moment, moment, uh, nine-page rather, a booklet called Moment-by-Moment. Moment. It's something the Lord has been putting on my heart, and I ministered the Word last Sunday, and we probably won't leave it uh, till we get done with it uh, again this Sunday. So uh, it's something that if you order anything from the website, you'll get this thrown in the package for free. Uh, so it's moment-by-moment. Uh, moment. We're learning to walk step after step in the steps of our Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, which are the steps of righteousness. Psalms 85 and 13 tell us that. So also we have a YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. I encourage you to go there. Everything we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded to that YouTube channel. Again, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And uh, after these weekly broadcasts, Monday and Thursday, such as today, we do Hebrews Bible study, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. And Friday mornings, in the morning at 9 a.m., every Friday morning, we have cross time with Pastor Curtis, and we are presently teaching the book of 1 Peter. And I am just wondrously being blessed as we look through the blood of Jesus at every jot and tittle and find the power of God, the instruction, the wisdom, the direction, and many times the correction of our faithful Lord as he guides us along into all truth. And we're so blessed. So don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel when we go live uh, or when we post something. You'll get an alert and uh, you'll see that we've got something new there or that we're live there. Uh, Sundays and Wednesdays we do broadcast live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the YouTube channel. But Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays it's only live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and then afterwards I upload it to the YouTube channel. And uh, so I just encourage you not only to listen, but to help us share these wonderful truths of God's Word that the lost may be saved and those who are saved may come back to the place they wandered off from, and that is the place of Calvary, the focus of the cross. Hallelujah. 
And uh, don't forget Determined Camp Meeting coming up in October the 6th through the 9th there in Palestine, Texas at Christ Community Church. Pastors Clinton Lindsey Bass will be hosting uh, this year's uh, Determined Camp Meeting. It is that camp meeting that you gather around those with like precious faith, those who are excited about the message of the cross. The focus is the message of the cross, the power of our God. Hallelujah. Oh, we'd love it. <laughs> it's, it's one of those camp meetings that people come together and just fellowship and their communion is in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, it is one more special camp meeting. And God speaks and God gives direction and instruction, raises up new ministers and just all sorts of things the Lord is able to do when the focus is the great sacrificial work of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. It is the wisdom and the power of God and uh, the Lord is surely raising up a people who are learning to be determined to know absolutely nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Uh, there's just a, a lot of heartbreak in the body of Christ, a lot of division in the body of Christ today. And the cross is what brings us together or what causes us to be divided. It is the divider. Paul told the Galatian church, God forbid that I boast in anything other than Christ and Him crucified, for it is what separates me from the world and the world from us. It is what crucifies us to the world and the world to us. Even the world, the spirit of the world in the church, which the church is full of today, it's the cross of Christ that brings the division. Yes, sir, God is still dividing light from dark, whether it be dark and lost and don't know God, or folks who've uh, ventured away from the cross and no longer walk in the light of God's righteousness, for when they do, they're preaching that, teaching that. <laughs> And there's still, God is dividing light and dark, whether it's uh, the lost world from the saved church or it's among the church, the, 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 that which is claiming to be light, but it's not because it's not shining through Calvary's cross uh, and that which is. It, it, people, the division is because of the cross. The answer, or actually the question today is the same question we see the Lord asking Israel when Moses came down the mountain. Who's on the Lord's side? Who's on the Lord's side? So again, October the 6th through the 9th, determined camp meeting where you'll be around ministers from all over the country, saints of God gathering together from all over the country who have chosen to come back to the Lord's side and to be determined to know absolutely nothing but what the Bible says is the power of God, which is Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. Uh, and again, cross time with Pastor Curtis in the morning, 9 a.m. Central Time. Don't forget to tune in live. Bring your Bibles and your pencil and paper and, and just get, just oh my goodness, just take notes and just let the Lord minister to you as he's going to do this morning as well. And since I'm not limited uh, by time as, as, uh, as we are some other times, when I do these announcements like this and have taken, looks like seven and a half, 
half minutes to do it, I'll be going over our little 30-minute time this morning and uh, just to be a blessing for you so we don't miss out on the Word just because of these announcements. So here we are in Hebrews chapter 11. This is part 14 on this 11th day of August, 20 and 22. And I'm just thankful the Lord is probably coming today. I'm looking for him because I'm living under grace. And Titus chapter 2 says that the grace of God has us looking for the appearing of our Savior. And I am looking for him today, my friends. I'm expecting my Lord to come and take me today. Hallelujah. I'm looking for that. I'm expecting that. Uh, I'm ready for that. Hallelujah. So let's look together here at Hebrews 11 Verse 11, as we will see uh, through the Spirit of God today, some interesting truths concerning Sarah and Abraham and God showing up to bring forth the promise uh, child, Isaac, into their lives in a phenomenal way, a miraculous way, is which is the way God works in our lives at all times. Hallelujah. So verse 11 says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. Now let's talk about this phrase here. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. When the Bible says by faith or through faith, that means the word of the Lord has come. Let me say that one more time. Because by faith and through faith is not just something I go do, I think needs to be done. By faith, we read in this chapter, through faith, we read in this chapter, takes place because the word of the Lord has come. The word of the Lord is what brings about the will of the Lord by faith, through faith, which is the believing heart of the child of God. And don't forget, I can't wait till we get there in our teaching on Wednesday nights about the, the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is faith. I can't wait to get there when we uh, expound on that. Uh, but one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is faith. That means it takes the Holy Spirit to bring the Word. It takes the Holy Spirit to uh, show us the Word. It takes the Holy Spirit to stir us to the point where we, we, we either kick against it and fight against it and, and just resist it or we accept it. But when faith comes, when we get into by faith, through faith, that takes the Holy Spirit because faith is a fruit of the Spirit. And you see that in Galatians 5 and 22 and 23 there where those uh, fruit of the Spirit are mentioned. So again, when we see by faith through faith, that means not that somebody went out and just May you know, chose, just got a Bible and chose it. Well, I want this to happen for me today. No, the word of the Lord has to come. That's why it's so important that you be planted somewhere, somehow, to a local church where you're listening to a local pastor called by God proclaiming the word of God in its gospel context, which reveals righteousness that allows you to go from faith 
to faith because that don't happen unless you're hearing the gospel in its righteous context, which is all of the word of God in its gospel context showing us righteousness. It don't happen any other way. You don't just get to go get a Bible or buy a promise <clears throat> promise book, the promises of God, and put on the refrigerator what you want. What you no, we should be as a people of God desiring God's will that brings God's uh, uh, plan for our lives or our part to play in the body of Christ into that into the being with fruit. And the word of the Lord comes to us, and therefore by faith through faith. In that word that comes, the will of God comes forth. Don't forget that. So let's read this now. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. This woman, Sarah, was 90 years old when she gave birth to Isaac because... She judged him faithful who had promised. She judged God faithful who had promised her with a word he brought to her that he was faithful. Now, Sarah had to go through some things uh, before she got to the place where she believed God. Let's go back and, and, and read in uh Genesis chapter 18 verses 10 through 12 <coughs> excuse me again <coughs> Genesis chapter 18 verses 10 through 12 we'll see as Sarah struggles in unbelief and and and, and we've all had this struggle but we've all hopefully ended up surrendering to the word of the Lord and following the way of the Lord so that the will of the Lord can take place in our lives. So watch now. And he said, this is the Lord speaking to Sarah. I will certainly, or to Abraham. He, the Lord was speaking here to Abraham. And he said, I will certainly return unto you according to the time of life. <laughs> that means the time that this is going to happen, this promise. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in years, in age rather, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. It see, her childbearing days were long past, my friend. She was 90. But God, hallelujah. Therefore, watch now, therefore Sarah laughed within herself. She knew better than to laugh out loud. But the Lord sees what's going on in the heart. She laughed within herself, saying within herself, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? Not only am I old, my husband is old. We both passed the time of reproducing after our own kind. We've passed that. She laughed within herself. 
And we see this. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe their son's name, Isaac, means laughter. They, they named him. He was named after this. And, and some commentaries say that, that this laughter was a joyous laughter of, of, of faith, but it wasn't. It was a laughter of unbelief. Like, this, how, this ain't going to happen. Man, me, I'm too old. My husband's too old. And not only did Sarah laugh, and I've never really hear this much. We hear about Sarah laughing, but let's go back a chapter in Genesis to chapter 17 and see where Abraham fell down on the ground and laughed. And it wasn't a joyful belief of laughter. It was, it was a laughter really of, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I mean, it's about like what we do if the Lord came up to us and told us this time next year we were going to have uh, this, that, or whatever it might be and, and, and bringing about the will of the Lord to some degree that our minds couldn't fathom, we'd say, that is not the Lord. <laughs> that is not the Lord. I, I mean, even what the Lord is doing today through the ministry here uh, in, in, in Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, 17 years ago when we began, uh, of course, every minister wants a, a local church to grow and to, to feed the flock and to see them maturing and growing and the lost being saved and the saved being filled and living saved and, and being used by God. But when you start a church with four or five people, statistics show it never grows too, too much beyond that. It, I mean, the statistics, the numbers show that rarely does it ever grow beyond that. And if it does, it's not much beyond that. And its reach is not ever much ever. I'm talking about the statistics as a whole show that majority of the time, when churches are planted, they never really flourish and blossom. The message of the cross makes the difference in all of that if you are actually called to do that. But if you would have told me that we're, we would have been doing what, what we're doing now as the will of God takes place through this ministry back then, I, I might not have laughed out loud and tried to, you know, I, I would have kept from showing my unbelief, but, but I would have thought, nah, I don't know we'll ever reach that many people. I don't know that we'll have the opportunities that, uh, that we've actually had throughout the years, that the Lord has been so good to us and the doors he's opened for us to be able to speak to uh, the multitudes. And now the majority of the people that we've spoken to, they've decided not to go the way of the cross moment by moment in their life. And they, they, they've chosen to rather stay the way of the paralyzed church. But, but I'm amazed and, 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 and just as Abraham and Sarah both laughed. Sarah laughed within her own heart. Abraham fell on the ground and laughed out loud. Let's read that in Genesis chapter 17, verses 16 and 17. I hope you're looking in your Bibles today or at least taking a note so you can go look at these later. But uh, let's look and see what Abraham did. And, and the Lord said, And I will bless her and give her, your wife Sarah, a son also of her. Yeah, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations, kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed. And again, it wasn't a holy spirit of laughter. It wasn't a, a laughter of great joy and worship. Like, oh, thank God it's going to happen. No, 
he laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? <laughs> it was laughter of unbelief. I don't care what the commentary writers say. It was laughter. Man, this is a joke. This is this has got to be a joke. And, 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 you know, there's another scripture I want to bring forth this morning that a lot, you, you really don't hear this, but I want you to hear it today. When the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 20, that Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now, now, I want you to hear this. Abraham never staggered at the promise of God through unbelief. But my friends, he staggered at, he and Sarah staggered at the way it would come to pass. He never staggered at the promise. Sarah didn't stagger at the promise, but they staggered at the way it would come to pass. Just like the church today staggers, just staggering everywhere because they don't understand. I'm talking about the saved, born-again, blood-bought, spirit-filled church of the Lord Jesus Christ staggering at the way the promise of Christ works among us as a church today through simple and exclusive faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. They never staggered at the promise, but they staggered at the way the promise would come into being. And we know this, because at one point, Abraham agrees with Sarah that, okay, but you can't have children. Well, let's just, Sarah said, take my handmaiden and she will bear us a child. Well, that wasn't God's will. They were staggering, not at the promise, but the way the promise would come into being. The church is doing it today, has done it for 2,000 years. The answer has been in our Bibles the entirety of the time. The entirety of the church age, the answer has been in the Word of God. But we have chosen to be saved by the blood, but then to try to live apart through faith in other objects than the blood. And it doesn't matter what we say we're trusting in. God looks upon the heart to see what the heart is trusting in. The lips can say anything. The heart is where the trust and the dependence upon whatever it is depending upon is taking place. And, and that's why that blanket statement of, of course we believe in the cross. And the Lord would say to the church today, but is that what you're depending on moment by moment? Because if it's not, you're depending on something else. We're depending on something at all times for the spiritual aspect of our lives. Not, not, I, I'm talking about we are depending upon something at every crisis, at every crossroad where a decision needs to be made. We're running to something. We're running to a song. We're running to a program. We're, or we're running to Calvary's cross where the answer will come. It will not come through any other avenue. The power of the Holy Spirit will not come through any other avenue. And the church, even today, with all the, the, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ through the great sacrifice of our Savior on Calvary's cross, still stagger not at the promise, 
but how the promise works, how the experience of the promise we have of laying hold of eternal life actually works. Uh, we've grown weary of the way that we began, and now we just want to be entertained by preachers, and they'll label it as the Holy Ghost because our emotions and feelings are moved. But my friends, drugs and alcohol move our emotions as well as any good or bad anything moves our emotions and our feelings. And let me say it again. Sarah and Abraham laughed at the possibility of this. They laughed at the possibility of this. And, and let's read this again. Through faith, also Sarah herself, she received strength to conceive seed. She, she believed the Lord. She believed the Lord. Now, she went through a time, as we all have, and most of the church is still there, dabbling in the uh, Celebrate Recovery, AA, the walk of Emmaus, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the purpose-driven life, the purpose-driven this. They're focused on the prophetic. They're focused on angels. They're focused on everything. But what God is focused on, He's ever forever mindful of his covenant. And it's time for us to mind, put our minds on the covenant to, so that we can mind the things of the Spirit. We don't focus on all these other They're not the focus. And the focus is the focus of what reconciled us. And then God's word will come to us for direction and specific instruction to carry out His will. Not what we want, His will. And I know some people would say, well, I want His will. But then you got to go to the throne of grace which you can only do through faith in the blood, not yesterday's faith. You must be depending on the sacrifice of Christ today, my friend, to get to the throne. The power of the throne of our God, His reign on the throne is because of the power of the cross. You need to understand that. The Lord began His reign from the tree. From before the foundation of the world, when the Lord came on the scene in the Garden of Eden to proclaim the promise and the judgment, the judgment and the promise, he preached the cross to them. He preached the promise to them. He preached the word of the truth of the gospel to them in type and shadow form. He, he preached that the enemy would bruise the, the seed of the woman's seed his heel, but that the seed of the woman would crush his head. That's what happened on Calvary's cross. And then he said, hold it right there. Let me show you how this is going to, how the promise is going to take place, how the experience of this is going to take place. And he himself provided a sacrifice, kill the animals as a substitutionary sacrifice to cover over their sins. And then God clothed Adam and Eve with the skins of animals to show them in type and shadow what would really happen when the seed of the woman showed up and all those who had believed in him 
who will ever believe in him, that he will robe them, not in skins of animals, but in his robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. They shall be forgiven and walk in deliverance day after day, moment by moment, as he has robed them in his robe, his garment of righteousness. But it's always been the focus. And so as Sarah and Abraham both laughed, yet they made it through their unbelief. They, they, they made it through their laughter of unbelief. And, and that's what it was, my friend. It, was, it wasn't a holy, joyous laughter uh, because God was going to do No, it was unbelief. She, they, it says of both of them that they both gave the excuse, they're too old. We're too old. That's unbelief. And they laughed about it. But God said, nevertheless, it's going to come to pass. And they believed God. They believed God. That's one thing about Abraham and Sarah. When the word of the Lord came to them, although they laughed, they made it through that. Come on, church. It's time to make it through the unbelief that the cross is not the exclusive way to hear from God and to receive from God. It's time to make it through all the unbelief that's clouded us and all the, all the things that have crept in through the creepers in, in the church, those, those men who are not ministering of God's righteousness, clouds without rain coming in and sitting among us at our love feast only to spy out our liberty and to bring, try to bring division. But my friend, we stay the way of the cross. There will always be division, but we'll be on the right side of that division. We'll be on the, the lit up side with the light of Calvary. Hallelujah. There's always going to be division. There's always going to be division because it's God dividing through the work of His Son on Calvary's cross that's bringing that division. Unless, of course, it's just in a carnal church who's eat up with carnality and flesh because the, the focus of Calvary is not there at all. There's a constant dividing, a constant split, a constant uh, eating up of each other's flesh because the cross is not even the focus there. But where the cross is the focus, there's still going to be division. Let me say something to our friends all over the country and the world today who God stirs your heart to, to go the way of the cross. Don't begin to look at men who are not sold out, who are not determined to, to know nothing uh, other than the cross. Do not look at, do not look at ministries who are still uh, laughing at the, de at, at the determined way. Do, don't, don't, don't look at those who should know better but are not. Don't look at those who are mixing and matching and, and involved in mixtures and sharing pulpits with men and women who don't know. Don't look at them because you honor their name or their person or how long God has supposedly done this or that, you be led of your Lord according to the word of your Lord and you'll find yourself on the right side in all the division, the side of the Lord, that pierced side of the Lord. Among those who have come to the conclusion and the revelation that God has reconciled us by the blood and he's committed 
committed his word of reconciliation to us, which is the word of the blood. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's made us ministers of reconciliation, and that is what he has made us. So don't look out at men who are still undecided on the sellout and the becoming determined to know absolutely nothing. Uh, And I know sometimes when the church is first beginning to learn this truth, there's going to be tests and trials because people are going to come and go, and there's going to be people who are in the ministry there with you who are contrary to your sellout to this place of determination. And my friend, you got to stand your, it's the best thing you can do for them is to stay the course and not to, not to allow for a moment anything to be the focus in that church, whether it's wife, kids, parents, someone you've been in ministry with for years, it is not important what they bring to the table if there is a spirit there that is going against the determination to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. Some young churches in this message are right there at a point where they're still struggling with a sellout, with a sellout, because they see this over there and that. Quit looking at this over there. Look to where you see what's happening in ministries according to the ministry of Paul in the New Covenant. The determination that the Apostle Paul had to preach the cross of Jesus Christ and Him crucified that brings the hearing of faith, that brings the working of the Spirit, that is the wisdom and the power of God, that is the only message that can be preached from Genesis to Revelation that allows men, women, boys and girls to keep their faith in the power of God and not the wisdom of men. We do not need to be focused on political issues. That's the cares of this world. That's the affairs of this life that will move us away from being a good soldier. And the word of men's wisdom will try to talk us out of what God's Word is trying to talk us into. And I speak that for your encouragement. I speak that for your edification. But those who, uh, and, and I speak from experience. Many have, we have more people, I told our people Sunday morning, that there is twice, three, four times as many people who've come and been a part of our church who've left than who are actually here among us today. Because some, though they keep talking, saying some of the right things, they do not want to hear the power of the cross at all times. They do not want to live moment by moment according to the word of the cross. Oh, they think they do, but when they choose not to hear a constant ministry of the blood of Jesus then they're choosing, they're opting out. For they, they, They've not sold out yet. They've not given in. They've not yielded completely to, surrendered completely to the great truth of walking uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, hearing it constantly. There is nothing else. There is nothing else. Every word, every chapter, every verse, every word, God is still saying, Behold the blood of the covenant. 
for it's the only avenue the words of the covenant are going to be able to have an effect in our lives. Our ministries are going to be ineffectual without a focus of the cross of Christ. And don't forget that. I say that for your encouragement. For there are many churches that start up and, 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 and there are many, listen, good people that don't know any better come to try to give advice and help. And it will be words that try to get us to milk down, to move away from a serious and all-out focus of being determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. There's one thing for sure. When a ministry becomes determined to know nothing else, the people of God will always know where to go to get fed. They will always know where they can tune in and hear the wisdom and the power of God. The teaching, the preaching of God's Word always in the light. From the only place the light comes, the light of Calvary. For the Lamb is the light. Hallelujah. Let's read it again. Therefore, faith, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. In spite of the laughter, in spite of the not understanding, in spite of a mind-blowing word that come to her that could not be understood in the natural, she considered and she judged her Lord faithful who'd promised. And again, they never staggered at the promise. They just staggered at the way in which it would take place. Let's read the next verse. Therefore, because she judged him faithful who promised, and so did Abraham, therefore sprang there even of one, Abraham, and him <coughs> as good as dead too. Abraham, a hundred. Who's bringing forth a kid at a hundred? Only by the word and the promise of the Lord, my friend. So many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Therefore sprang there even of one. Abraham had seed to bring forth Isaac and Isaac would bring forth Jacob and Jacob the patriarchs and Israel the twelve nations and all the saints of God throughout all eternity, here described as the stars of the sky in multitude in number, that many. Do you know the stars can't be numbered except by God? There's so many you can't number. We don't even, we hadn't even seen all the stars. And this is the same thing that God done. As many as there are sand which is by the sea, on the seashore through this Man who's past age, this woman who's past age, the word of the Lord comes, the promise of God. And though there's a, a staggering and a laughter, not at the promise, but at the way the promise would come, God anyway brings the promise to pass because he finds faith in their heart. They believe the Lord. They expect the Lord's coming back to see them at the time that he said he would, at the child, the, the, the giving birth time of Isaac. He said, I'll come back when it's that time. 
And they looked for that. They were waiting on him. And while they were waiting on him, she conceived and was carrying Isaac. And the name of that child would be laughter to remind them that though they laughed, God can go above our laughter. Hallelujah. And Isaac would have to live with that name laughter. He would have to live with that name that my parents laughed at the promise, but miraculously God went beyond their laughter and stirred their hearts to believe Him not only for the promise, but actually believe Him that they would be the carriers of the promise through their past age of giving birth experience. Hallelujah. This is good stuff, my friends. I hope you've been encouraged today. By faith, through faith, always takes place if we're hearing the Lord. And the proof that we are is the manifest fruit of the Lord's Word that we're hearing. And by faith, which is a fruit of the Spirit, carrying out the Word of the Lord in our lives through our believing hearts. Hallelujah. Good stuff. Glad you're with us today. Don't forget to hit the share button. Share these teachings across all social media. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And don't forget to pray for us as we pray for you while we're in the midst of the mightiest move of God I believe the church age has ever seen when the message of the cross is coming back in the church, taking center stage, and God is asking, who is on my side? His hand is knocking on the door to get back into communion fellowship with a church today that has him shut out. This message will be the door opener. This message will be that which awakens the people of God under righteousness and brings them back to a place of literally experiencing the promise through the only way it can be experienced, faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. A focus on that sacrifice moment by moment. God bless you. We love you. If God stirs your heart to be a part of this ministry, then you pray for us. If He stirs your heart to give to the ministry, you can do that on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number, are you ready to write it down, the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. I'll see you in the morning at 9 a.m. Central Time on Cross Time with Pastor Curtis for our first Peter teaching. Until then... Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.